If you haven't been reaching your goals and it's been frustrating you and you just can't figure out what's missing, today's episode is for you. I'll be talking about the reasons why you aren't reaching your goals, and I have a suspicion that some of them will surprise you. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the Align the Good Life podcast. I'm Brooke Hemingway, and around here, we like to talk about the things that matter, like how to create soul-fulfilling success by aligning your life and taking powerful, intentional action so that you get to experience the best of what life has to offer. From business, to health, to letting go of limits, to raising babies while building dreams, to relationships, and real talk. We have it all here on Align the Good Life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. I'm excited for today. For some reason, I always feel like saying good morning. It's probably because most of my ideas for podcasts come in the morning or directly after I work out. That's actually taught me a lot. Number one, your brain is more active and creative first thing in the morning. And number two, movement gets the creative juices flowing and helps with reflection and introspection. Maybe you've experienced this yourself. So here's the deal. This may not be earth shattering news to you, but the thing that's holding you back right now from achieving your goals and being where you want to be is not a lack of motivation. While being highly motivated would be ideal, like being pumped up and jazzed, totally ideal, and it would make achievements so much easier, the reality is your actions don't have to start from a place of high motivation. I am a perfect example of this. I often tell people, I'm really not that motivated, I'm just very disciplined. I think most people have said on occasion, or maybe on a regular basis, that they are not motivated or don't have the motivation to do what they need to do, to have what they say they want to have. In reality, it typically comes down to one of three things on today's podcast. I'm going to get very real with you about why you're still in the same place you're in. So hopefully that's okay. It doesn't mean pulling yourself out of that place and getting to where you ultimately want to be is going to be easily attainable once you know these three things. But as with all things, I feel that awareness is step one. If you're chasing down the wrong reasons why you aren't succeeding, you're simply looking for another system, another guru, another course, or another mastermind, or two, three, four, five more of those. And several years down the road, you're gonna be in the same place of longing for what has eluded you. So. I'd like to end the madness and help you stop that. I think you would agree it'd be better to tackle head on the real reasons why you don't have the results you want. These can apply to any goal. For example, maybe you've been saying for years how much you want to run a marathon, or perhaps you've been struggling with losing the last 50 pounds you've carried for a decade. Maybe you've even been wanting to speak on stages or launch a business or begin making $100,000 a year or take social media seriously for your business. It could be things like having a goal to be debt-free or wanting to give up your late night snacking. It really doesn't matter what the goal is, the principles remain the same. Whatever the goal is, these three common reasons why you aren't achieving them could be at the core. And I love to get to the core, you guys. To be honest, I could probably expand and come up with a few more and I really had to like rein it in 
And this morning's run revealed these three thoughts. So if you're ready, let's do this. Number one, are you even chasing the right goal? Here's what I mean. A lot of times, especially in today's society and world that we live in, where we're inundated with examples of other people's bodies, businesses, spouses, homes, lifestyles, etc. You get the idea. I feel that people often make a goal based on what they think they should want or what appears to be desirable to most people. The problem is you're not most people. We have this core need though to fit in, especially if you're a woman watching this. And an element of fitting in is having what other people have whether it's their style, their Ethan Allen furniture, their luxury Caribbean vacation, their high-powered successful jobs, their size 26 waist, um, their well-dressed kids, their talents, and on and on and on. Here's the thing though. While there's nothing wrong with wanting any one of these things, if you truly want them, you have to ask yourself if that is really actually what you want. Are you borrowing other people's dreams and desires? continually saying you want something that wasn't even a deep draw to your heart, it's important to take time alone with yourself and discover who you really are and what you really want. This might even mean you have to limit exposure to influences that continue to plant ideas of what you want in your mind. Even modern marketing is designed to make you want something that you didn't even know you wanted and actually probably don't even want. Did you ever think that perhaps you're not reaching your goal because it's just not the right goal? I find for so many people that that's the foundation. We're also influenced in our goals from a place of not loving ourselves. Goals are often formed instead from a place of self-loathing or a sense of lack. Here's what I mean. If you've always hated the shape of your body, which I commonly saw when I was a personal trainer, you will continually make harsh goals focused around food, movement, and your body. It won't even matter logically that your body is shaped like an apple. You'll continually hate the shape of your body and desire to have something that you're not. For example, you might wanna be more pear-shaped or more curvy, consistently dreaming of being like JLo. I can't even tell you the number of times I would have a client that would come to me and ask me if I could help them look like so-and-so. JLo is just one example. She does have a very nice figure, I have to admit, right? But if you are a certain way, you can't make yourself be exactly like someone else. They had completely missed the mark and were chasing the wrong goal. Or what about this? What about chasing success and recognition and having a massive goal to become a millionaire? Because if you become a millionaire, then you'll be someone. The only problem is that in wanting to be someone, you're basically saying you're not important. You're no one. And this doesn't come from a place of love. It comes from a place of disliking yourself or feeling like you're not enough. And so that massive success and income will possibly come, or if it comes, it will not stay. The absence of your goal for success coming from a place of loving yourself most often leads to not achieving the goal. Here's what I mean. It serves to take a look at whether or not you're chasing the right goal for the right reasons. Because if you're not, it's very clear why that goal has not been accomplished. 
Now, this isn't always the case as timing and so many other factors play into the achievement of a goal. Maybe it's not the right goal. Maybe it's not for the right reasons, but maybe it is. I've just found that often people are chasing something they think they want or chasing it for the wrong reason and constantly frustrated as to why they don't have it. When in reality, the very fact that they're not aligning with the right goal for the right purpose is why they are repelling the achievement of that goal. What is for you will come to you. I have to repeat that. What is for you will come to you, which does not mean it will be easy and fast, but it will come to you in time through faith and trust and effort. So I know we've been having real talk here today and that's what I love the most. I love to just be real with you guys on these podcasts. But even so, it's important for me to remind you that when I point these things out, I'm not doing it for the purpose of making you feel bad, increasing your shame, or for any other purpose except for honesty. In the face of honesty, you can change anything in your life. I've always said, and I will always say, I believe in the possibilities, especially yours. But staying in a place of insanity, which to me means you keep doing the same thing and thinking the same thing and again, doing the same thing and thinking the same thing and engaging in the same behaviors and getting the same result. Yeah, that's insanity. Like that is not going to help you. I'm going to be that best friend that you love to hate sometimes who tells you the truth because she sees the best in you. And that's the best kind of friend to have. So here's reason number two of why you're still falling short of the attainment of your dreams. You aren't taking ownership. Ooh, ownership feels big. In today's society, ownership is probably one of the biggest things that's lacking. Ownership doesn't mean self-bashing, let's be clear about that. It simply means you own where you're at and why you're there. Ownership says, I did that. Ownership says, I am responsible for my choices. Ownership says, I am responsible for my thoughts. Ownership says, I create my circumstances through my actions. Ownership doesn't deny that you've been hurt, wounded, or lived through excruciatingly difficult circumstances, but ownership demands that you remove yourself from being the perpetual victim to anyone or anything. True success unfolds when you take extreme ownership. Maybe you've been in the habit of taking ownership in some areas of your life, but not all areas. Because some people think, oh, I've got this down. I totally take ownership for my goals. And, and they have some ownership in some areas of their life, but it's like they've got blindfolders on in the other areas. <laughs> You're not a bunch of parts. You are a whole person. So if you deny ownership, say, for example, in your physical health, and continue to blame genetics or your parents or the car accident that gave you whiplash 10 years ago, your body and your mind will continue to suffer. And if your body suffers and you feel powerless in your state, your physical energy and your emotional well-being will begin to go downhill. I know someone listening will attest to this. When that happens, what happens to your motivation and your ability to chase your goals and dreams? No one is saying your body doesn't hurt. No one is saying your mental struggles aren't real. No one is saying you don't have cancer or an autoimmune disease or your husband left or any of these things. No one is saying you aren't in pain. Those things may be very real for you. 
But ownership says, this is where I am. Now what can I do about it? At times, it also involves recognizing choices that led to that state, not for the purpose of blaming yourself, because remember that blame is a victim trait, but for the purpose of recognizing that if choices contribute to where you're at, choices can also contribute to getting out of that state. Taking that ownership allows you to recognize and make a different choice the next time. Ownership is powerful. It is true power. So in this example, what I'm saying is that if your physical health is a challenge and you can't seem to reach that six-figure level, taking ownership of what you can do to change your physical state will unlock the abundance financially in your life. Let's look at another example. I love examples, so hopefully this is helpful. Just to help you see how ownership is such a powerful catalyst for achieving your goals. I'll use a personal example because I'm all about being real with you. When I started out as an entrepreneur, I had five kids, all ages nine and younger. Don't compare yourself to me. I'm just saying those were the facts. Those were the circumstances. I remember experiencing a lot of frustration and resentment and limitation from the fact that I didn't have any help. I didn't have family that lived nearby. I didn't have a cleaning lady. I didn't have a huge group of friends that I could call on to help with the kids. My husband legitimately worked 80 to 90 hours a week. I lived in the middle of nowhere and still do. And I honestly sort of felt bad for myself. That's actually a common trait of placing yourself in the space of being a victim. Please remember when I use the word victim, I am in no way lessening the seriousness of people who have truly been abused and victimized. But for me, I just really started to feel powerless and incapable of actually achieving the burning desires, goals, and things I wanted to do. You know, those things that are on your heart. I felt that the circumstances I was in with so many young children, with so many needs and so little help, like I felt that that disqualified me for the possibility of being successful. I would often let my thoughts run wild until one day I realized I needed to get a handle of my thoughts. I needed to take ownership of the messages I was allowing to run in through my head, you know, in one ear and out the other, that constant voice that was on repeat. You see, ownership can also be in choosing to become consciously aware of how you're limiting yourself and what your thoughts are and what you're saying to yourself and how that is impacting the way you're showing up. When you own your mental mess, it no longer owns you. I decided to take an ownership of where I was at instead of feeling powerless, beginning to take actions that led to a few things changing in my life. Here's what it actually looked like, just so that you can picture it. I created systems of how my day flow would work with the kids, the housework, helping them with their homework, cleaning up, doing the laundry, going to the grocery store, and many of the tasks associated with you know housework and then in conjunction with growing my business. I also started listening to podcasts, books, and motivational and inspirational videos. YouTube was my best friend to help get my mindset in a state that would allow me to overcome the general obstacles of the day. So I read, wrote, and worked through the underlying thoughts and limitations I'd placed on myself because I was a mom of young kids. In essence, I took ownership of how my thoughts had been contributing to my disappointment, blame, and depressing feelings I had around my chances for success. I took ownership and I decided from a place of awareness to make changes. 
I had to consciously choose to fight the battle every day, you guys. It was a battle for me. I owned it though. I have to say this again because you need to hear it. Ownership is true power. Ownership is not blame, hating yourself, dumping more shame, or anything like that. Ownership is coming face to face with the facts, the reality of your circumstances. Ownership is no longer letting your limitations be your limitations. If you're not where you want to be right now, sincerely ask yourself, am I taking ownership? Okay, so let's take a breath. This is a lot. So if you're still here with me for number three, first of all, you're a rock star. And I really want to remind you that so much of what I teach and talk about comes from a place of having lived it or currently living it. I have not arrived. I am not enlightened. I am not a guru. I'm just talking about the real stuff. So when I chose to step into coaching, speaking, writing, and creating, I chose to be an open book. I spent so much of my life ashamed of my thoughts, my lack of perfection, so many other things. Um, And shame really honestly likes to keep things in the dark. It likes to keep things secret, um, likes to make you feel like you shouldn't talk about the hard stuff. So I work every single day to not live in a place where shame is a part of my life, controlling my life. Just know that I'm on the journey with you. And I realize that these three things have always been at the heart of what's held me back from my deepest desires. So on to number three, here's what it is. It's pretty simple. You've probably heard me talk about it before, but it's accountability. The third reason you aren't reaching your goals and creating that vision for what you want for your body, your business, your relationship, your bank account, whatever it is, is because you haven't set yourself up to be accountable. You have to set yourself up to be accountable. Accountability is not just going to come to you. You have to put it in place. I think when people think of accountability, they just think in terms of having a coach who holds them accountable. It's so much bigger than that and can be so many more things than that. Accountability at its core means that you're not working towards your goals in an incubator all alone, in the dark, hiding, secretly working towards something. I'm not saying it has to mean that you're shouting it out from the rooftops to everybody, everything that you're going to do, like you're making an announcement of every goal you're working after, every achievement, etc. There is some wisdom in not sharing everything all the time with everyone. But I used to see this a lot in fitness and health and weight loss. A lot of people would secretly be working on losing weight or reaching a goal and wouldn't involve or invite other people along with them. And because there was no built-in support system and accountability and nobody knew, and it was just this secretive little thing they were doing, they would ultimately not reach their goal. And if they reached their goal, they wouldn't maintain their goal because again, no accountability. It's even more common for people to not have accountability in their business if they're an entrepreneur or financial goals. Because as an entrepreneur, you're doing so many things solo, right? Most people hold these desires inside. I think partly because there's a little bit of shame around wanting more and also this fear of what if I don't succeed? What if I tell people and it doesn't work out? So it's kept secret in the process when in reality, accountability is what is most needed. Being accountable to someone or something moves you to a higher standard and you don't get your goals. You get your standards in life. 
It's important to seek accountability from people who are truly in your corner, who truly have your best interests in mind and who see the best in you. It wouldn't make sense to tell people what you intend to do that are not supportive of you, okay? They don't believe you can do it or they're in general negative. And if you keep telling them, you're telling the wrong people, they're not gonna support you and they most certainly are not gonna give you accountability because they didn't think you could do it in the first place. As you're thinking about seeking accountability with others, honestly take note of the people that show up for you in your life. The people that will challenge your thoughts and your actions, not just the people that will corroborate with you and agree with everything you say. I'm talking about the people that are going to call you out, the people that will not just go easy on you and the people that are really rooting for you. If you don't have people like that in your life yet, honestly, pray them into your life. Spend time in different circles. Seek a line of work or profession where people are invested in personal growth and development. Join new groups. Get online and find people. Find a mentor. Just keep trying. Don't stop looking for accountability. Accountability makes you show up differently because you know you're not alone and now your goals are known. I guess what I'm saying is don't do it alone. Success is best accomplished with others. I want to wrap up this podcast with just a little bit more insight into how to change these things, okay? So the first step again is always awareness. If you become aware that you're not chasing the right goal or you're not chasing it for the right reasons, that's a gift. You now know the truth. It's such a gift, you guys. If you realize you've been blaming and limiting yourself, making excuses or placing yourself in the victim role, and you haven't really owned your true power and taking ownership of your life and your goals, that's something to celebrate. Now you know where to begin with ownership. Knowing this is a victory in and of itself. And if you realize that you've been lacking accountability and that your lack of finding accountability has set you up to slack, fall off the grid or quietly sink back into your norm, that comfort zone, you can now be real with your need to find what's been missing. Spend time journaling or thinking about these three things because without self-honesty, you can't make any true lasting changes that lead to achieving your goals. My second bit of advice is to just be patient with yourself. I've spent a lot of time reminding myself to be patient with myself. Sometimes it's hard to come face to face with the truth and why you aren't where you want to be. It's okay because it's not game over. You're still here, alive and kicking, breathing on this earth with a lot of life left to live. And as long as you're here, you do have time to change. You do have time to grow. You do have time to become whatever you want to be. So thanks for tuning in today and listening to this episode. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening into the podcast today. If you loved it, a review, rating, and share on social would be epic and helps in spreading the word. Everything I create is in the hopes of helping you advance your life, energy, and business.